who are the best available free agents left on our dynasty rosters? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. Check her out on Twitter, at Kate Majuk. Kate, we're going to be drafting all of the free agents left in the NFL and talking about their dynasty value. Are you ready for this exercise? I am ready. Like, we have – this is dynasty startup season, and uh, you might be in the middle of your drafts right now, and there's a bulk of really interesting players that – are just sitting out there on the free agent market. And what does like what does that mean for dynasty value? What does that mean for where you should be drafting them in a startup? Because undoubtedly these guys will get drafted on your dynasty rosters. Oh, no. Like the 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 rosters are too deep not to have some of these guys on your team. So who's worth what? Let we're gonna get into all of that. All right. So we're each gonna try to make four picks here. Kate, you get the first pick. Who are you picking? All right. I hate to be cliche or I I hate, I don't know what the the correct word is, but uh, I think I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott, which uh, doesn't feel like the best pick, but Marcus, we know the fantasy upsides there and we know that he is going to be there for the, for the taking. Um, Like I, I feel like once we have the first major injury of the season, He is going to swoop in, and he is going to probably cause a ruckus. Even last year, um, you know, didn't exceed a thousand scrimmage yards even, but did still manage 12 touchdowns, 12 touchdowns in three of the last four seasons. Um, Is he the Ezekiel Elliott of yesteryear? No. Um, But I do still think that there's a distinct possibility that he comes in, and maybe it's just the touchdown guy, and all of a sudden you've got a, you know, RB2, fringe RB3 every single week out of the blue. Yeah, he was one of the names that I was going to consider for my first pick. Um, and it makes sense, right? I think if and when he gets picked up by a team, his role is going to be short yardage banger, right? And that has a lot of value. Even in Dallas last year with you know, you mentioned not getting a thousand scrimmage yards still had dynasty value or, you know, week to week value because of the touchdowns he's being drafted right now as RB 34 players around him include Brian Robinson, Elijah Mitchell, Jamal Williams, who funny enough is basically going to have the same role and Damian Harris. So I think that feels about right. Yeah. I, I don't think you're going to uh, go all out to get Ezekiel Elliott, but you know, if he falls far enough, and I do have a feeling that he is going to fall uh, in dynasty startups, especially with the fact that he's still sitting out there as a free agent, the upside there just feels to outweigh the upside. Like I, out of those guys, I'd probably take Brian Robinson, yep, 
Jamal Williams, uh, you know, kind of a coin flip because he does feel like he's a little bit more dependent on those touchdowns than Ezekiel Elliott at this point. Um, uh, I know. I get it. It feels about right. But again, you know, given the upside, hard to hard to fight with that. Um, all right. I'm glad that you took Zeke at number one, though, because my top player is still on the board. It's Leonard Fournette, who just remember at this time last year, just got a massive extension by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And while he didn't have a great season, Katie had almost 1,200 yards from scrimmage, scored six touchdowns, and caught 73 passes. It was just clear that Tampa Bay, there's no need to hold on to a 28-year-old running back when you need to rebuild. They were in a lot of cap trouble. He hasn't caught on with the team yet, but because he's productive as a receiver, that's why I wanted him over Ezekiel Elliott because I can see, hey, after the draft, the team doesn't grab the running back. Let's just say the Dallas Cowboys. I could see Fournette coming in and getting 1,000 yards and catching 62 passes. Um, and scoring seven or eight touchdowns as soon as this year. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing, Marcus, I think this applies to Ezekiel Elliott as well, is that all of these guys are kind of in a position, like they're they're free agents, so they get to pick their landing spot once they get that offer. Now, that also means that they, they can say, you know, I'm really just looking to play for a contender at this point. And then, you know, suddenly that might mean that, they're on one of the better offenses in the league, and you're not yep. feeling too shabby about that. The other thing I love about Fournette right now is the cost. I mean, he's being drafted 10 spots behind uh, Ezekiel Elliott in terms of just running back rankings. Ezekiel Elliott, RB34, Leonard Fournette, RB43, so I guess nine spots. Uh, but it costs nothing to get him, and he's going around guys like Kenneth Gainwell, James Robinson, Michael Carter, it just feels like once Fournette picks his team, he's going to have some low-end RB2 value. Yeah, I I think that's totally fair. I'm kind of looking at Fournette and Zeke in this situation as kind of like a 1A, 1B. Yeah, so just kind of looking at the board right now. I think Zeke and Fournette were pretty easily the top two options available. Now it gets tricky. Kate's uh, (laughs) on the clock with pick 103 when we get back. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the sugar and all the calories? Then you need the absolute best tasting protein bar ever. It's Built Bar. You've got to try it. If you want to try to have a little bit of healthier snack, now we're getting into the summer, but you don't want to compromise on the taste, Built Bars are the best thing for you. I I can't even tell you how amazing they taste. Seriously, it's so good for you. You're not even going to know that it's actually healthy. It's got 100% real dark chocolate. Again, real dark chocolate. Comes in so many great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, one of my favorites, cookies and cream, which is one of my wife's favorite. Not sure how they do it because it tastes just like a candy bar, but it's only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait to get a box. You could still go to build.com and order you know, boxes there if you want to order you know, some different flavors. But now you can run to your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk into the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. They have four-bar boxes of cookies and cream, double chocolate, 
coconut puffs, sometimes some other flavors as well. But if you're close to a Sam's Club, like I am, you can grab a 13-bar box with some of the hit flavors, including brownie batter or churro puff. You can thank us later. Check out Built.com for the full selection of Built Bars. All right, Kate, on the clock at 103, who are you picking? Uh, like you mentioned, it feels like the 102 is sort of the last pick uh, that that kind of felt right. The rest of this draft is going to be, I think, uh, a chaotic mess. So why not start off that chaotic mess with Jarek McKinnon, 30-year-old running back, uh, who played with the Kansas City Chiefs last year. And Marcus, I don't I don't know if you remember, but he was pretty darn productive there with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, had three top 12 weeks to close out the season over the last five games. And a big part of that was due to his productivity in the receiving game, his ability to score touchdowns as a receiver. Now, I don't know if you've looked at the Chiefs' depth chart lately. It's Isaiah Pacheco. It's Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who we know has fallen out of favor. Well, Michael Pirine. Um, yeah. Like, there is this 30-year-old running back out there who was really successful in this system. Uh, they've also lost some receivers, so we know there's still work to be done with that offense. They have MVS. They just signed Richie James. Yep. Uh, of course, they have Kadarius Tony Sky Moore, but... I think when you look at the the depth chart of running back and the depth chart of receivers, it stands to reason that this would be a good fit to bring him back. And if they do, I think he could be, you know, maybe not as efficient in terms of his touchdown productivity, but I think he could be a, like a, a very big surprise player that uh, you don't have to draft very highly at all. Yeah, I mean, he gave you PPR value last year. 56 catches for 500 yards, scored 10 touchdowns. I mean, I, I got to believe that he's going to come back to Kansas City, and they're probably just waiting until after the draft to, to get it done. But assuming he does come back, yeah, I think he's one injury away from getting double-digit touches every single week. So I, I, I think that's a fantastic call by you. Um, RB60 right now in yeah, Dynasty nothing, Startup Leagues. Nothing. Like, very, very minimal draft capital being drafted around uh, Jalen Warren, um, Jerome Ford out of Cleveland, yeah. like Samaj P. Ryan. Um, just uh, none of these players are guys that you're going to are, you know, you're, you're splitting hairs at this yeah. point. And I do think the upside there is enough to give Jarek McKinnon the edge. All right, let's uh it's time to get wild, Kate. Uh, pick one oh four going Carson Wentz. Oh uh, man. First non running back off the board. It's just that I don't think Carson Wentz is a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. But that's not to say he doesn't belong on an NFL roster. In fact, he still might be a top forty quarterback in the league right now. It just feels like he's waiting until after the draft to find his team, right? Because he wants to know like Hey, where's the spot that I could go be a backup or potentially compete for a job? I, I don't know where that's at right now. And maybe he even waits longer, Kate. Like maybe he waits into August or even September and waits for an injury. But I could see him, once he signs with the team, starting and giving you not, not great production, but low-end QB2 production. But if you're in a super flex league or a two-quarterback league, you know how valuable that is. Yeah, I, I definitely, I think the, 
you know, again, the upside could be there. Um, last year dealt with some injuries. Uh, and, you know, once he came back, again, wasn't very productive. But right. I don't know if you remember, Marcus, the hot start that Carson Wentz got off to. Mm-hmm. Um, weeks one and two, uh, both games, 30-plus points. Um, three QB1 performances, three top 12 performances in the first five weeks. Like he's still got something in him. I I don't know how much is left in the tank, but uh, I I think if he is a starting quarterback, uh, honestly, that's just enough to give him any sort of edge because they're so, they're so difficult to find. And it does feel like he's going to be the first quarterback that gets called once an injury happens. Like, and I, I think there are situations, Kate, where, on the right team, he might even be able to give you more than low-end QB1 value. Just going to throw out a couple names, right? Let's say Justin Herbert, knock on wood. Justin Herbert goes down for eight weeks, and the Chargers don't want to throw away the season. I think he could go there and have a lot of success, right? Or what if Jalen Hurts gets injured? Bring him in there, and you know he can give you some decent production or Buffalo. So I I am keeping an eye on Carson Wentz because I do think he has some value left. I think that's totally fair, Marcus. Um, Next up. Oh my gosh. This is getting crazy. 105. 105. This is like, this is probably the grossest part of the draft so far. I I can't say that it's not Um, looking at the wide receivers available right now. Can I just give you guys a a rundown here? It's Kenny Galladay, Robbie Anderson, Randall Cobb, Julio Jones. Chosen Anderson is now the name. My apologies. Um, Chosen uh, will not be chosen uh, in this round, just as an FYI. But um, I'm going to look over at the, the tight end position, which, again, not super plentiful. Um, as most of these cases are, but I'm going to go for a total stash right here and, and hope for some upside down the road. Uh, what about 25 year old Foster Moreau, who was really oh, unfortunately um, great pick. diagnosed? Uh, I, I don't know his formal diagnosis, so I'm, I'm, uh, but I think, diagnosed I think with cancer. Hodgkin's, yeah, I think it's Hodgkin's, Hodgkin's lymphoma. lymphoma. Yeah. Um, But, like, you know, found that in his free agency process. Uh, There's been talks that, like, yeah, maybe after he's recovered, the the Saints might be down to uh, to Mm. consider signing him. But, um, you know, he's at the age where we see these tight ends start to come to their prime. Um, And I think, you know, when he's been given the opportunity in the absences of of Darren Waller, why not Foster Moreau? Like out of all of the remaining players, when I'm looking at upside, like, yeah, Foster Moreau might be very risky because of a situation, but the draft capital, uh, there's no risk there. And I'm not sure there's any player left on the board that has as much upside. That's a great pick. And it's a bummer for Foster Moreau because he was about to be paid in free agency. It just, I feel awful for him. Uh, the good news is it seems like the, whatever the, the physical was with the Saints, they caught it early. Uh, the early reports have been fantastic so far. I, I hope this happens. I, Foster is such a good dude, and I think he's a really interesting player who started to play really well down the stretch for the Raiders last year, 
I, I love this pick. I, I'm really rooting for this one. Same, same. There's, there's no downside to rooting for Foster Moreau, whether it be personally or on the field. All right, now we're in some tough uh, spots. It's here. getting uh, murky, murky waters, Marcus. Oh boy, who? Do you go with Matt Ryan, Teddy <laughs> Galladay, uh, Kenyon Drake? Uh, all right, I, I, I'm going with a wild one. I'm going Darrell Henderson here. Mm. Only 25 years old. Uh, just actually finished out his rookie contract, right? Because he was drafted in 2019. It's kind of a weird situation. It was released midseason. Hasn't signed with the team yet. Obviously, that's why we picked him here. But I do think there's still some talent here. And if he gets picked or signs with the right team, I could see Henderson having a role. Um, I won't be surprised if a team, again, like the Dallas Cowboys, that have a need at running back, bring him in post-draft or maybe as we get closer to the season. But we know Darrell Henderson is productive He's been an NFL player, which is all I need to say is he's an NFL player. He's got <laughs> on the wall. I'm going to draw Henderson. I, I, yeah, I, I don't mind that, Marcus. Um, I, I love Daryl Henderson in terms of like, again, looking at at upside. Like, dude is a very explosive player. The the last season with the Rams, honestly, from Daryl Henderson on through. Uh, you know, considering what was going on with Cam Akers, like there was a lot of weirdness well, there remember he in started, that entire team. He started in week one and we did a show. I, I think it was on that Friday, right after the first game of the season. It's like, should you buy Darrell Henderson? He just got 18 you know, touches in that game, played 82% of the snaps, got a hundred percent of the workload. Like, is this it was weird? finally happened? Started the next three games and then poof, gone. Poof. Yeah, gone. <laughs> I, I mean, again, he costs nothing. He's available in your dynasty leagues. I, I promise you. I don't even need to ask. Even in the deepest of dynasty leagues, he's available. I'm just keeping an eye on him. Okay, you are back on the clock with pick 107. It's your final selection, uh, and you'll make that pick when we get back. All right, Kate, why don't you go ahead and make your final pick here? I'm, like, nauseous to make this pick. Um you know, it oh gosh, it, it's it's tough sleddings, Marcus. It's very tough sleddings. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and you know, I I was trying to come up with one wide receiver that I might be willing to invest in. Um, but I mean, looking at at some of the names available, not a lot of upside here whatsoever. Um, I mean, we're talking about guys like uh Kenny Galladay, oh, like nice. Sammy Watkins, who like no, no to all of these guys. Like if I'm if I was gonna draft one of them, it'd probably be Randall Cobb, just on the notion that like maybe he's gonna get some attention yeah. uh if we finally get an Aaron Rodgers trade. So I'm just pivoting from all of these free agent wide receivers and I'm gonna head back to Cream Hunt, uh mm. running back who by recent reports, uh, Cleveland was a little bit worried that he may have lost some speed. Uh, saw you know a decrease in touches in the Cleveland Browns system last year, but he was a solid complement to Nick Chubb throughout their mm-hmm. tenure there. Um, I do think that there's room, and I've said all along my favorite landing spot for him 
in terms of, you know, fitting him into a situation that we've already seen him be successful in would be pairing him with a guy like Ken Walker in Seattle. Like we already have the guy that can, can break away, um, break away these runs. Cream Hunt, I think could be a decent change of pace guy. Um, and I do think there would be, you know, room for him to, to catch a couple of balls uh, out of the backfield. I think that would be an interesting fit and the potential for that fit is still sort of there. So <laughs> This is so bad. It's gross. Uh, it's bad. Yeah. I kind of look, I thought he looked pretty zapped last year in terms of athleticism, but he can play on all three downs. You can use him as a pass catcher. It's just with him, I think his fit is even more limited because of some of the off the field stuff. Like teams just aren't going to be interested to bring in that dude. Right. So it's tough. I probably probably the best landing spot for him would be just back in Cleveland on a reduced deal. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> what a, what a sad ending to this show. I was really excited about this show until it started. And I was like, Ooh, uh, the, the remaining free agents are not pretty, but again, y'all are in the situation where you're probably going to be drafting these guys in your startup. So the conversations have to be had. All right. Are you ready for the, the most ridiculous one I've had so far? Yes. Please let it be a receiver. It is a receiver. Okay. Uh, Olamede Zacchaeus. I believe I, I was good. That was literally the one wide receiver. I was like, well, All right, let's so he, hear it. Make your he, pitch. Still only 25 years old. Has gotten better. His production has gotten up in three straight seasons. He caught 40 passes last year for 500 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, heard some rumblings that the Eagles were maybe going to bring him in this week just to see. Uh, you know, if he could fill a role, I mean, he, I think he's, his arrow is still on the, on the way up where every other receiver that I would have picked, like Julio Jones is 34 was not good last year. T Y Hilton only played a few games. Jarvis Lander is pretty clearly done, right? He's the only one that potentially still has more value to gain. Uh, and that's why I'm taking him here at one Oh eight. I think that's a really great way to describe the situation uh, in terms of, you know, his potential arrow still still being on the upward trajectory because you're right. Most of these guys just feel zapped and like you don't want to make an investment in a lot of these players. But he is a total flyer, as is the rest of every single pick you can make. Um, But Still at least a question mark in terms of what is his actual upside. Now, like for fantasy, hasn't been overly productive. Uh, Average 6.6 PPR points per game last year. Rich. Um, He's had just one top 12 week so far in his career, but he's had one. So that's one. That's a plus. Um, You know, if he's in a really good offense, like a like a Philadelphia Eagles, like, you know, the, the potential could be there for a role uh, in the right situation. It it also feels like the chargers, right? Like if the chargers had an injury to one of their receivers, I could see him coming in and being the wide receiver three and giving them some value that way. So again, it's not pretty, but that's what it is. Uh, Just to recap, uh, Kate's picks, Ezekiel Elliott, Jarek McKinnon, Foster Moreau and Kareem Hunt. My picks were Leonard Fournette, Carson Wentz, Darrell Henderson, and Zacchaeus. 
Uh, I gotta say, I think I think you won it with the uh, the McKinnon and the Foster Burrow pick. So great job by you, Kate. <laughs> uh, there's not. It's kind of like uh, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. That's exactly. that's what we played today, and I'm yourself. I'm excited to have won my stupid prize. <laughs> Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for uh, making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Scouting Show with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts in on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. I want to thank you for watching our show. Please check us out on YouTube. Go follow Kate at Kate Magic. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys next time.